G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. By and large, the only real problem I've ever found with church is the other people. I mean, if it weren't for them, church would be a delight, really. No arguments, no different opinions, no different theologies. Yeah, pretty much. I've come to the conclusion that church would be just fantastic without all those other people. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today, we're going to take another look at this thing called church from a different perspective. Today we're looking at the fact that so often we come to the church with a lack of commitment. We come to God's family with a lack of commitment and a sense of judgment and we wonder why this whole church thing doesn't feel too much like community. Isn't it easy to go to a family, to a church, and to expect to be served rather than to be one of the servants? I've heard that term church shopping so many times. It's, it's about being consumer. It's about saying, well, what's in it for me? But for me, the only reason that I should be part of this church rather than that church is that God's called me to be in this church. Well, it's all well and good to talk about trees and roots and pots and figs and grapes, but exactly how do we do this? Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, Don't be conformed to the ways of this world. Can I take world out and stick church for a minute? Don't be conformed to the ways of this church. Sometimes in our churches, sometimes in our families, we're dysfunctional. We, we spoke the other day on the program about that lonely little fig tree that found itself planted in a vineyard. And sometimes what's going on in our churches is that the grapevines are screaming at the figs, be a grape, be a grape. And the fig trees, on the other hand, are screaming at the grapevines, be a fig tree, be a fig tree. Seems to me an inherent part of our flawed humanity is that we expect everyone to be like us, think like us, behave like us, see things the way we do. Only then are they acceptable. Only then can they be right. Right? Yet God's Word teaches us that we are all different and complementary. Me, I'm not someone for having lots of people around all the time. I like being on my own. That's okay. But sometimes it's been a problem. I've spent some time thinking about that, learning, growing, changing, and my motivation is to proclaim God's Word to you just as I am right now. So, I bring gifts and weaknesses to the table that you don't, and you bring gifts and weaknesses to the table that I could never bring. If we can only be who we are and open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit to work out His love in us, what a wonderful place church would be. Yes, grow. Yes, become mature. Yes, become holy. But not trying to bear grapes if we're a fig tree. If I'm a fig tree, I should have big, sweet, succulent, juicy figs. Whatever the grapevines over there happen to think about me. We can over-spiritualise this stuff sometimes, but there are so many little things that you and I can do to exercise our giftings in our church, to put our roots down, to share the goodness of God in our lives with other people. I remember when I first went to church, there was a man called Peter and he looked like like a retired sea captain with grey beard and, you know, the straight out of central casting type sea captain. 
But if Peter hadn't come and shaken my hand, you know, I was scared going to church for the first time. It, it wasn't what I wanted to do. If he hadn't come and shaken my hand and done that little thing and served me, you know what, I don't think I would have gone back the next Sunday and chances are I wouldn't even be here with you today. And that was a decade and a half ago. Sometimes we see someone when we go to church on Sunday morning and think, I don't know, maybe they just need someone to lean on. Maybe I should invite them out for a cup of coffee or do something like that during the week. Maybe during the week you think about someone Maybe you could pick up the phone and call them. Can I suggest that it should be a priority for each one of us to build at least one or two close friendships in the family of God? It's these little things, the phone calls, the words of encouragement, the words of appreciation, the prayers. If you believe that God has planted you in this family, will you also believe that he will lead you to people for whom he he has custom-made fruit hanging off your branches, people who need to eat the figs just like the ones that you produce? You may have heard me talk about this verse before, and I, I come back to it reasonably frequently because I think it speaks into a problem that lies at the heart of the dysfunction that you see in many a church. The Apostle Paul explaining how different we are and how stupidly we behave around those differences. And it's such a straightforward explanation. Have a listen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 13. For in the one spirit, we've all been baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves, free And we were all made to drink of the one spirit. Indeed, the body doesn't consist of just one member, but of many. I mean, if the foot were to say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, would that make it any less the part of the body? What if the ear were to say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body? That wouldn't make it any less part of the body either. If the whole body were an eye, well, that'd be useless. Where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But you see, as it is, God's arranged the members of the body, each one of them just as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, but one body. And and so the eye can't say to the hand, well, I don't need you. Nor can the head say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary. The members of the body that seem to be weaker are actually indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honourable, we actually clothe them with greater honour and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members don't need that. But God's arranged the body in such a way, giving greater honour to the inferior members, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. See, if one member suffers, all should suffer with it. If one member is honoured, all rejoice with it. Now you, you are the body of Christ, and individually you're members of it. And God's appointed in the church first apostles, prophets, teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all of us apostles? Are all of us prophets? Are all of us teachers? Do all of us work miracles? Do all of us possess gifts of healing? Do all of us speak in tongues? Do all of us interpret? To which the obvious answer is, well, of course not. Why is it that we compare ourselves with one another? God is saying, look, you're all different. I made you that way. I put you together. Stop comparing. Stop wishing you were something different, someone different. Stop feeling inadequate. Stop getting annoyed with the next guy who's different and be committed to the body because you are part of the body whether you realise it or not. Do you get it? 
It doesn't really require that much explanation, does it? It's blindingly, glimpsingly obvious. And yet you see this dissension, this nonsense, this carry-on in many a church. People asked to do things they were never made to do and then being criticised because they didn't do a good job at it. A gifted, gifted administrator or accountant or carer or whatever is so often left to stew in the pew when there's an obvious crying need for their gifts and abilities in the family of God. It's not hard, is it? My friend, get committed. Get committed to being a part of the body of Christ because we need to be committed in order to flourish. We need to have courage to stop judging. We need to set ourselves free from the weaknesses of other people by not judging them, and we need to have practical acts of love going on. Look, I know it won't always be convenient. I know some days it's going to hurt, but then my hunch is it was always meant to be like that way. The flesh won't always like it and probably will get hurt along the way, but will you be a part of the body of Christ? Will you go into the house of the Lord and flourish where God's planted you? The Bible says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.